You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Clone Wars episode, Unfinished Business. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's up, Mike? Star Wars fans, good to be back talking the last uh, episode of this Bad Batch arc. And I gotta say, it's a a this is an arc that I guess I didn't realize I was going to enjoy so much as, as I did, you know, finishing this last episode out. So um, even though I kind of saw a lot of the animatics and I knew some of the stuff coming, I still thoroughly enjoyed this arc. So can't wait yeah, to finish I, it You up. know, I never watched the, the animatic stuff. Um, uh-huh. So so this was all new to me. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I liked it. I enjoyed the whole thing. I thought that these last two episodes of it were uh, I, particularly good. But, um, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, we'll talk about it when we get into the episode, but, uh, I, that, that Y-Wing sequence is up oh. there. It's up there with some of the Gold best Scott. stuff. Um, yeah. man, was that good. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, before we get into unfinished business, why don't we, uh, why don't we actually check in with some news for a change? Um, Star Wars news? We yeah, got Star it? Wars news. Crazy. Whoa. First and foremost, um, you know what? I'm going to add a little thing at the at the front here. Uh, Star Wars Celebration Watch 2020. Uh, as of right now, Celebration True. is still happening. Um, we'll see. <laughs> you know, uh, give it yeah. a week. But yeah. um, because because uh, a lot of things are being canceled, a lot of uh, uh, AMC movie theaters are, are shutting down for 6 to 12 weeks. Which is, I mean, at the in the worst case scenario, that's that's the summer blockbuster season, right? Yeah, like that's that's Marvel movies. That's that's. I mean, Fast and the Furious has already got pushed to next year. Um, They just announced that Black Widow is being uh, uh, indefinitely delayed. Um, uh, Wonder Woman will probably be announced next. It's it's a little bit crazy, but um, but uh, but that's where we're at. but I, I, as of right now, Star Wars Celebration in August still happening. So uh, hopefully Disneyland's open by then because I have a trip <laughs> booked. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that by then a lot of this will have calmed down um, and uh, and we'll be able to kind of uh, get back into our regular yeah, scheduled lives. Yeah, move about the cabin as as, yeah. as, as it were. But uh, I, yeah, I. But right now it's a little bit. It's 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 a, everything's a little bit bananas, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we were talking about it before we started recording, kind of for good reason. Everybody, you know, stay safe, hunker down, enjoy a podcast or two. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to be doing a couple of uh, uh, extra podcasts this week and next week for sure. Um, uh, I'll be be uh, doing a live stream on the Thunder Quack YouTube uh, channel uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. Um, basically until, until the self-isolation thing, uh, nice. is over. Yeah, um, cool. 
I yeah, so I, I I've got got some good guests lined up. Um, the guest for if you're listening to this uh, the day that it was released uh, tonight, I've got uh, Star Wars artist Joe Hogan coming on to talk about whatever we feel like. So nice. um, yeah, cool so show. go to go to YouTube and and uh, and search for our Thunderquack uh, YouTube channel or. Um, or follow us on social media uh, at Thunderquack Pod on Twitter is probably the best way to stay informed for when we go live. Uh, but that'll be around 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you miss it, if you can't be there for the live stream, which I know for East Coast and for other other time zones, um, that's going to be a little bit late. But uh, I got to wait until after my kids go to bed. I, I, it'll be up the next morning on podcast services. So... Uh, just search Thunderquack and, and you'll be able to find that. So I am sure that Joe and I are going to talk about some Star Wars. We might also talk about some Ghostbusters. But, Ghostbusters, uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, it'll be a good time, and uh, and I'll be doing that at least this this week and then next week. Um, so you know, it's not all bad news, right? Um, as a matter of fact, the next two things that we've got are are pretty good news. So, uh, Galaxy of Adventure season two has begun. They kind of they kind of shadow dropped that one on. Yeah, say. out of nowhere, <clears throat> just kind of came out of nowhere. They they dropped a trailer, and then uh, 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 later that day, they they announced oh all three episodes of the first of the first three episodes are out. So there's an episode focused on Ray. There's an episode focused on Kylo Ren. And an episode that's kind of about the trio, about uh, uh, Ray, Finn, and Poe um, on a little adventure. And uh, it's a it's a little bit weird because it looks like maybe they're on Starkiller Base, which doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then I, I, I the, but but they're all in their their uh, episode nine outfits and. Uh, yeah, everybody talks but Poe, which is also odd. Uh, everybody else has a has a bit of dialogue, including BB-8 and Chewbacca, but but Poe just never says anything, which I which I thought was weird. Um, and it's the real voices too, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, yeah, what they they just sampled stuff from the movies, right? From the movies, so, right, right. Sure, it's okay. not new dialogue, but right. Um, but yeah, it was a weird choice for Poe not to say anything. But but I think that the the implication here is that this new season is going to focus a lot more on the sequel trilogy characters, um, whereas the 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 previous season was very focused on the original trilogy. Um, there were definitely moments where where we got to see some of those other characters, but um, I but it was mostly focused kind of on Luke, Leia, Han, Vader, Boba Fett. Um, that sort of thing. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm happy to have the show back. I, uh, you know me, I, I love galaxy of adventures. Um, uh, I love the figures that they've been putting out, which when they first started doing galaxy of adventures and then they just slapped the labels on old, uh, uh, figures. Yeah. Old, just like five point of articulation figures yeah. and, <laughs> and called them galaxy of adventure figures. I was kind of annoyed, but then they started doing, actual uh, uh goa figures and uh and they're great they're awesome super poseable yeah super playable great sculpts better than anything else that hasbro is doing for star wars uh in my opinion um but uh uh yeah i i hopefully we're gonna get more figures and we're gonna get more more episodes um so we we do know we're getting more episodes every friday um a, a new episode will come out every friday morning um, so that's awesome. It's like you watch your episode of Clone Wars and then watch a, a little Galaxy of Adventures short well, sure, right yeah, afterwards. Yeah. I think that's a pretty great, pretty yeah. great situation. Um, <laughs> so that's something to look forward to every week. Um, and I, I, along those lines, uh, last Friday. Speaking of shadow dropping. Huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the Rise of Skywalker released early on digital platforms. Um, again, total shadow drop. They didn't, they didn't even announce it when they did it. No, I, I don't know yeah. how it got out. Um, but, but somebody was like, Hey, it's out. And, uh, and, and the whole internet was on it pretty quick, which I saw some, some, uh, uh, haters, some rise of Skywalker haters on Twitter. I, uh, uh, making some comments about, I uh, oh, I, uh, I, uh, 
hopefully coronavirus negatively affects the physical Blu-ray sales and uh, and Disney realizes that everybody hates this movie. And I was like, I'm actually noticing that the early release of this on digital has everybody like losing their minds and, and buying it instantly. And a lot of people saying like, I know I'm getting the physical copy in like two weeks, but, but, but I gotta buy it now. And it's like, I mean, I did, I, I bought it on Friday, um, just so I could watch the, the, the special Special. features and whatnot. I was actually just before recording, uh, watching it with, uh, with the girls. So, um, yeah, I mean, Look, you guys know uh, I've talked about it a lot. I I have some problems with the movie. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But I yeah. uh, but I was like I said I was watching it today and pff, it's Star Wars. It's Star <laughs> Wars. No yeah. such thing as bad pizza, right? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. It's it it's Star Wars. There's there's so much in that movie to love that anything that that does frustrate me is it's not even worth getting yeah rankled about i don't think not at this point the movie yeah. is what it is and you got to kind of at a certain point accept it and move on right um, yeah i mean i i found out through like most probably everybody else is like twitter um somebody yeah. i follow or you know it just it hits and you're like what and uh you're right i spent four hours i think it was saturday uh four hours just i watched the movie and then went through the whole every special feature that was available um so far and i mean a really nice documentary i love the way they intercut some of the old stuff and the new stuff and footage mike that i don't i can't i don't remember seeing as far as like the old footage of of mark hamill and yep. some of the spine the scene stuff like footage i've never seen before there's so some great really there's cool. some great like old uh archival interview stuff yeah um, yeah yeah they did really it's cool. good look it, i don't think it's anywhere near as good as uh the director and the jedi i like that documentary yeah, no, no. is but that documentary is tight that documentary is about something whereas mm. this one is like a standard epk behind the scenes like kind of go scene by scene um you know like what went into this who were the who are the key people involved whereas the director and the jedi was really about um the relationship uh, that Ryan Johnson and Mark Hamill developed. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like by my reading of it and, and based on things that Mark Hamill has said, I feel that the director in the Jedi is specifically about his journey to accepting and understanding and then coming to love the story of Luke Skywalker in the last Jedi, which is something that a lot of fans haven't been able to do. Um, and, right. and a lot of people use some of the negative comments that he makes early on in that documentary in order to support their arguments. Um, but it's like, you're kind of missing the point of this whole thing. Um, but yeah, uh, the rise one felt a little bit more like, a. It was more cookie cutter. Yeah, I mean, like there is a little bit of a thematic play in it of of uh, they. It's called the Skywalker Legacy, and and yeah. the idea is that it's tying everything together. The right. problem is that there's actually a lot of moments in that in that documentary, specifically when Chris Terrio is speaking, where things are said that don't make any sense. They don't. They don't actually square with the logic of the movie. They don't square with what's on screen, um, like like what we actually saw in the theater. Um, and uh, I, uh, yeah, it's just it's sort of it. It actually kind of betrays the fact that that there's, I think the movie went through a lot of rewrites and a lot of last second stuff. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And uh, and and they really didn't. They didn't have the the right timeline to make this movie right they didn't have the appropriate amount of time to to pre-production prep and and really like work out the kinks of the story before they started shooting so they had to do a lot of it on the set and in post Mm um and you can kind of tell you can kind of tell because there's a lot of things where like like they they really don't focus on rose but when they do focus on rose you can tell that everybody's kind of talking about that character and and kelly marie tran is kind of acting like like oh yeah she's got some great stuff to do and it's like well she didn't in the movie that i saw um, <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah. i mean like she's kind of reduced to the same role as conics right and conics is a is a, a background character with a couple of lines um i 
So yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's a, it is an interesting thing and they try and make the argument that this is the end of the saga. It's a, it's a great close to the saga. And there's one part where that's kind of, that kind of has made the, 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 the rounds with some of the, the snarkier fans, um, where I think it's Terry O it's either Terry or Abrams who says, uh, these, these, (coughs) sorry, these movies have always been about the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. And it's like, have they, (laughs) have these movies always been about the Skywalkers and the Palpatines? Because as far as I can recall, there was one Palpatine for a long time. Um, and then you guys kind of, you guys kind of mystery boxed, uh, after the fact with another one. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a specific part that that kind of ruffled my feathers where where JJ Abrams basically said um he was, he's so happy with Ray's journey because if you had asked him on episode 7 yeah, where her yeah. story was going to go this yeah. is exactly what <laughs> he would have said and I'm like uh um did you watch the last Jedi then? Because I feel like the last Jedi started to take your character in a new, newer, interesting, more interesting direction. Um, he but set it, it up and that's all he did. Yeah. But it, it, like him saying that kind of makes me really feel like he just kind of went back to the, her character, which is what I've said. Like it feels like Ray is back in the place that she was in at the end of, the force so, awakens not at the right. end of rise of skywalker right and and it's kind of the same for kylo ren um i don't really feel the change in that character as much as mm-hmm. i would think i want to but um but i don't know it's it the whole thing is interesting now that i've got it and i can watch it as many times as i want and i'll probably watch it a few times over the course of the next few weeks um it it's it's interesting to watch it you know, we've had a couple months to process it. Um, I've had my whole my whole run in with the Raylo fandom, and uh, and come out the other side of that. Um, uh, I think I think a lot more uh, open minded and and educated on what uh, what a specific contingent of fans is looking at when they watch these movies, and and it kind of opens new things up for you. So I I think if like my my ultimate verdict on Rise. Is that I like it. I like the movie. It's a good movie. Um, there's like I said, there's more good in it than there is stuff that bothers me. So, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same boat. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, like it. I. It is good. It's 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 a great movie. Even. Um, yeah. But I I I'm only there with it because I have kind of done the work. You know what I mean? Like it kind of put in the time and mm-hmm. and tried to see it from other people's perspective had you know a lot of online conversations with with uh paul from uh star wars the saga oh, continues yeah. uh as well as as uh some of the friends that i made in that in that ray loker fuffle um <laughs> yeah and i i man every time i bring up Raylo, cassie cries i i she's just she she's so upset she's still so mad that they killed him um but uh, I, I, it, it, it's really like kind of changed my my overall feeling about the movie, and uh, uh, in a positive way, I think. Um, mm. The stuff yeah. that bothers me still bothers me, but it doesn't. It's not. I'm not losing sleep over it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Rise of Skywalker. It's out on digital. It would have been out on digital today, anyways, today. As, yeah, of, yeah. as of recording. But yeah, um, yeah and the uh, the the novelization is out is out there um obviously uh it's not a huge priority to go pick it up in a store but uh you can always order it off of amazon and amazon. and uh, i listened to, the, to it as an ebook uh, i haven't started yet but and i was gonna say audiobook too yeah yeah, yeah sorry as an audiobook did i say yeah. ebook uh, you can get it as an ebook if you want to if you want <laughs> yeah. to read it yeah um uh, but yeah, I always, I listen as an audiobook uh, from Audible, so I, I, yeah, that's how I like to do my Star Wars books. They put so yeah, much work into it. There's all like the they, they oh, put man. like sound effects, and sound music effects, and stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's man. worth I, it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I jumped on that. Like the, as far as the digital release, and uh, like I said, spent a lot of time 
uh, over the over the weekend, kind of checking it out. And I'll just finish by saying, like I said, the, that that documentary and seeing like John Williams kind of conduct for the last time, that must have been a freaking cool ass to be in that room and watch him do that that one yeah. last time. And then there was a neat little um, featurette with uh, Warwick Davis, and he actually got to bring his son in to play um, whatever. I, I don't know who the character, was, the other character, the other Ewok was, but his son got to play the other character, which I thought was kind of neat to see it kind of come full circle and yeah. uh, to see him come back and do that. It was really neat. So, yeah, really good stuff. So um, there you go. That's it. That's all we got, huh? Yeah, that's it. We're going to we're gonna just take a quick little break for some advertisements, and then we're going to get into the episode recap. Okay, here we go. Unfinished Business, uh, directed by Brian Callen O'Connell and written by Brent Friedman and Matt Mishnovitz. Uh, here we go. I'm going to get into it. Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker meet with Rex to discuss the state of battlefronts on an axis. Now that Admiral Trench has, uh, sorry, now that Admiral Trench no longer has access to Echo's strategic algorithm, the Republic has an opportunity to retake the planet. I can improve your chances, Echo says, as he enters the command center. So, last week, Mike, yeah. um, we questioned how Echo would respond to, uh, you know, kind of basically getting back into this thing, right? And even in the in the intro, like it says, it talks about his lingering questions and his, you know, to his loyalty or his loyalty. Um, but it seems like he's ready to jump right in. You know, I, there was really no hesitation on his part. He comes right into that meeting and says, hey, I got a plan for you. So any, I don't know, maybe a little bit surprised that maybe there was going to be more to him than that. But I, are you, were you surprised at all with that? Um, you know, I mean, like last week, I think we, we talked a lot about, about this idea of that was like, gonna go different. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that maybe it was more of like a, like a PTSD angle. I think that other people who had the, the thought of like, oh, are, are, can we trust Echo? They were actually, they were on the right track. We were on the wrong track, which, uh, yeah. which mm. I thought was interesting, but, um, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it, kind of, it kind of took a little bit of a different, of a different turn from what I was expecting, but, uh, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, particularly yeah. having a little bit more Obi-Wan in this episode. Uh, yeah. That's always a there good you thing. Go. <laughs> yeah. And you know, here's echo. He comes in and, and he's going to input the strategies that trench will use, but obviously, you know, the Jedi are going to know about it already. So they're going to be able to plan their attack accordingly. And I, you know, it's before, before I move on real quick. Um, do you think that, um, it seems to me, Mike, that Echo, he, he even says in this very beginning, he's fully aware, um, or I can't remember the exact quote, but it seems to me that through all the time that he was in this torture chamber being used, like he was aware that he was, you know, kind of going against his own uh, brothers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, okay. I kind of got that. I was like, dang, can you imagine? That's kind of, oh, that's messed up, you know? Yeah, it's like, like definitely like now that he is is aware of everything he's kind of back to under like like he remembers everything that he did and um and can only feel remorse for it kind of thing Mm -hmm. right so that's that's kind of what motivates him here is that he's really gotta make up for for what he was doing Mm -hmm. um and that's even though it was against you know his he, he, he was obviously being forced to do that, yeah. but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, I'll keep going. Now. Echo has a plan. Uh, while Mace leads a team to retake the assembly complex, the Bad Batch will escort him to Trench's comm vault on a separatist dreadnought. Once Echo is plugged in, he can feed uh, Trench strategies. This time, Republic forces will know every move before the separatist leader makes it. So I kind of jumped the gun there, Mike, a little bit, but yeah, I was just saying about how they uh, this was their plan uh, to. Uh, have echo freedom and then they would actually know what it was so yeah uh anyway go ahead uh but not everyone is uh what oh man this is a typo from the starwars.com website but not everyone is fully convinced uh before takeoff tech speaks with rex to be blunt his mind belonged to the separatists until we unplugged him tech says we don't really know where his loyalties lie the clone captain does not take this expression of doubt well yeah well i know he replies now get moving once the Republic heroes near the command ship, Echo sends a signal that converts their shuttle type to a Separatist model. Trench's battle droids give them permission to land. Uh, pretty sneaky. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I was trying to identify, like, it kind of flashed on the screen, and you see the uh, the ship, their cruiser, uh, turning into that separatist shuttle. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Echo kind of plugged it in there and changed it. But yeah, tech, man. Tech does not trust Echo. But it's, it's interesting to see that Rex uh, is still standing right by his side, like, no, man, this is... This is my brother. He uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna let us down. So it's cool to see to Rex see him stand up and you know they throw in some some laughs there. Where Wrecker he wants just to to blow stuff up and he he hates the whole being stealth. You know what I mean? He he doesn't really stealth. He just wants to go crazy. And we'll see him kind of go a little crazy in a little bit. Um, on an axis, Windu leads his men to the assembly complex, only to find a mass of battle droids. He offers them an opportunity to put down their weapons. And be reprogrammed in service of the Republic, which is quickly declined in the form of blaster fire. Well, I guess it was, was worth a try, kind of be quicks, uh, quips as the battle rep. So, yeah, that was kind of a funny scene where, like, you see Mace Windu come down and he's giving a speech to droids, right? Yeah. And you're just like, what? And then it, the funny thing is also, he's like, I've killed over, or not killed, but destroyed over 100,000. And you're just kind of like scratching your head and going, dang, Mace has been busy, Mike. He's been uh, tearing up these uh, battle droids over these last few years, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I love the the. It, it's a bit of a, a callback and a reference to the, the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's yeah, meant to sure. be. Um, I love it. I love it. He's just like... At this point in the war, you can tell that we're getting close to the end of the war, right? Yeah, like, Mace yeah. is just like... Have we ever tried? Have we ever tried asking them to surrender? They're battle droids, so we always <laughs> yeah. just kind of go in guns blazing. But yeah. like, I'm gonna try this because we can win. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not worried about that. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, I I like that he, where he's where he's like, you have a you have an opportunity now to 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 lay down your weapons and and stop this this senseless violence. Yeah. And they, they just open fire. Um, they're battle droids. They're not programmed for anything else. No, uh, no, yeah. He tried that in episode two with uh, Dooku, but uh, yeah. it didn't work out as well either. But uh, yeah, and and you talked about why a uh, gold squadron. We saw them uh, <clears throat> come and start their attacks. So that was kind of cool yeah. seeing those Y wings again. Um, let's see. Where are yeah, we man. That, I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll stop and we we talk about that a little bit a little bit. Okay. More. But that that beginning of the battle. Um, with the 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 Y wings and everything was, man, that that was some good Star Wars. That made me very very happy. And yeah. uh, one thing that people people noticed, um, and that I actually noticed watching it last week, was uh, uh that shot of them kind of uh descending where they kind of come in from one corner. Mm. It's actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a reference to a Ralph McQuarrie concept painting of Y wings attacking the Death Star, oh, okay. and uh, uh, the framing of it is perfect. It's exactly like that that shot, and uh, uh, it's just it's one of it. It's one of those images that like like you'd know it if you saw it because you've seen it a billion times. Um, but unless you're a Y wing fan or specifically like a hardcore Ralph McQuarrie fan, you probably wouldn't think of it. Um, but when they sneak that stuff into Clone Wars or Rebels or, or what have you, um, then it just kind of it kind of makes everything feel a little bit more Star Wars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's just yeah. these things that are kind of ingrained in us. And I think it's one of the things that Resistance missed out on a lot. Um, mm. It didn't. I I just I never got that nostalgic feel when we were watching Resistance. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, very no, rarely no. did yeah. they did they go for that angle, um, and and I have to imagine that was a conscious choice, um, because I think it would be hard not to to lean into uh, references and nostalgia and stuff like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I love that that whole sequence, and it just just like last week's battle sequence had me kind of on the edge of my seat, and 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 you know pumping my fist in the air yeah this week uh, uh, yeah. same thing yeah definitely um in the convo echo intercepts a strategy request and sends trench command to move all battle droids to the assembly complex though republic troops will be vastly outnumbered echo plans to fire a, a feedback pulse that will shut down the separatist forces tech and hunter aren't sure of echo's motivations 
but Rex maintains belief in his old friend. We have to trust him, Rex says. So um, there was one thing, too, that not as far as the um, the episode, just a visual thing that I noticed. Um, there was this, I, I believe it's called a dolly zoom. It was kind of most famously used in Jaws, but it's been used in other movies mm-hmm. where yeah. it, it's like when Brody was on the beach and he sees the kid get attacked. and It's, it's that, you know, it kind of rushes to him, but everything else kind of widens out or whatever. Um, it seems like they did that in this scene with, with Echo. When he plugs in, you see him, they show him in the frame, and then also they do that, that dolly zoom kind of trick, and I thought that was kind of a neat little... I don't know if anybody else notices that stuff, but... I absolutely did, and, and I, I appreciated it, because it is yeah, a very classic movie uh, uh, camera move. Yeah, uh, definitely. It was very good. I think it was in Vertigo, too. I want to say they, they yep. had done that. Hitchcock did that as well. So I think um, it was actually created for Vertigo. I think is it? That, yeah, I, I yeah, think probably. that's the first time that it was done, but it was yeah. made very famous with that shot that you talk about in Jaws. That's sort of the one that everybody goes to because yeah. it's such a great example yeah. of it. I heard you he heard it called like the Jaws shot or something like that. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it was really cool. Um, go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think we've actually switched off, but that's okay. Uh, uh, is it- I'm sorry. Where yeah. are we at? No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'll continue. Uh, the remaining battle droids arrive in the assembly complex. Just as they surround the Jedi and clones, Echo sends out the pulse, and the droids begin to fall one by one. Soon, Windu contacts Anakin. They've taken control of the complex, and all battlefronts are falling to the Republic. Mm. Uh, the future, uh, the fa- this failure shocks Trench, but he resolves to win at any cost. He initiates a bomb countdown at the assembly complex. The weapon is powerful enough to destroy most of the planet. Echo discovers the command, and Windu goes to deactivate the device, even or, uh, though ray shields prevent him from accessing the control panel. So Trench is one of these um, quote-unquote bad guys that, you know, it's like if, if he's not going to win – then nobody's going to win. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's take everybody out. Although he's on that dreadnought, so I'm, I'm assuming he was going to kind of get away from it as far enough as he could before that thing blew up. But, man, he is not afraid to take his own, obviously his own droids out. It's a common yeah. thing you see with the bad guys. So Well, uh, and 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 for those of us who are Star Wars Rebels fans and know that Anaxis is the, the planet oh, that's yeah. basically been destroyed. That's um, right. Uh, by the time that we get to, to Rebels – I I mean I was sitting there going like, are they going to be able to stop this? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this going to be how uh, how the how the planet gets destroyed? But I think that this kind of confirms that that potentially Anaxis is one of the planets that they tested the Death Star on, mm. um, and that's one of the yeah. reasons why it's it's destroyed but somewhat intact. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that, or or, or obviously, like you said, and, and I forgot about Rebels, that it's kind of floating. Like maybe the bomb potentially went off on its own some at some, some way, other but, point yeah but maybe you're, i possible. think you're on i think you're on the right it's more of a a death star thing that sounds more plausible but anyway um uh is it your turn i uh, yeah ahead. now now we're all uh now we're all messed up um <laughs> yeah. just accessing the control panel yeah echo reads the de- deactivation code is this where we are yeah yeah <laughs> We're all we're all backwards. Uh, Echo <laughs> reads the deactivation code to Windu, who enters the sequence through the power of the Force. But when the Separatists finally trace the pulse back to the Com Vault, they jam the signal before Mace can finish, and Echo pays the price. Uh, he gets a he gets a good old zappy zap. Yeah, they kind of figured out because earlier um, it was uh, Tech who said, "Hey, you can't do this from here. You know, you have to." make this signal seem like it's coming from Skako minor. Otherwise they're going to know what the heck's going on. And they finally figure it out. And he, like you said, he does pay the price uh, out of options. Anakin makes a run for the bridge to find trench. He quickly eliminates the Admiral droids protectors and demands the last entry in the code. Trench refuses saying Dooku would kill him and a Jedi would not. Enraged, Skywalker slices off Trench's cybernetic arms. I don't have such weaknesses, he growls. Now let's try that again. That was the quote. It's funny that they wrote that because I wrote that quote down. I, I had to go back and listen again to like, so what is he saying there about the Jedi? And he's saying, you know, I don't have these weaknesses. So like here we get in this obvious turn, right? We're seeing the shades of the dark side. And he has this quote about like weaknesses. Like, wow, is this really what he thinks about some of the Jedi down there, Mike? I don't, what do you, it's, 
that's a pretty that's a pretty bold statement. It was good. It was good. And yeah. there's a there's a there's a parallel uh, in the in the shot when he when he enters the room and ignites his lightsaber. It's actually it's a flip, like it's a mirror image of um, the the when he enters the Jedi Council chamber. Oh yeah, in yeah. Revenge of the Sith to to kill the younglings, mm. right? And, uh, and so it's like, it's this very subtle, uh, foreshadowing of like, oh, these, no one's surviving this one. Um, so this, these are definitely shades of Vader, uh, uh, uh sort of, uh, f- four shades, I guess, cause it's foreshadowing, um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, sort of peeking through and, uh, and giving us a hint of what's to come. I think that's one of the most fun things about telling stories, uh, with, uh, with, with Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars is that we obviously know where this goes. Um, we know, we know what's going to happen. And so we can, uh, we can, we can enjoy, um, being in on something as an, as an audience that the characters in the story don't actually know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that whole moment. And yeah, you're right. That, that quote is, yeah, it's it it kind of so. it kind of reflects the moment in uh in Attack of the Clones where Anakin is upset that he's not the Jedi that he's supposed to be as he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He should be more powerful. He should yeah. be able to save people from dying. All that stuff. It's it's he's on that quest. He he and this is this is where Anakin has begun that that descent into the dark side he's never been he didn't become a jedi because he was raised as a jedi he became a jedi for a very specific reason he wanted Mm -hmm. to gain power and then go back to tatooine and and free the slaves right Yeah. yeah and it's 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 an altruistic goal but that ideal is um it's twisted by Palpatine uh, and he's turned into a, an, an agent of, of evil. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where that's, it's, it's the, the, the tragedy of, uh, of Anakin Skywalker. Right. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, this is why we love it. This is why we yeah. love the Clone Wars. It's yeah. so good. This is, and I think honestly, this is the thing that resistance was missing um, when we think about Clone Wars and we think about uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels, as much as you know, Clone Wars is about the the clones as well, and 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 you know the galaxy, and we we hang out with pirates and whatever, and you know it's not we're not always focused on the Jedi. Um, we obviously spend a lot of time with the Jedi in it, um, and and we spend time with classic characters with uh, mm. with with Anakin and Obi Wan and and such. Um, but yeah. uh, with Rebels, it was a little bit more like, okay, this is, these are all original characters. We got some classic characters, uh, and and movie characters kind of making their way in, or or being reimagined in the case of Thrawn, stuff like that. But the heart of Star Wars Rebels does always come back to the Jedi and the Force, and and that whole element of it. Um, Resistance didn't have that. It was yeah. it was it was missing one of the key pillars of star wars which is the jedi and and it was missing that for a reason um in the first season i'm not sure why it was missing that in the second season as much um it feels like they could have maybe started to lean into it and introduce some new characters but set up some stuff but yeah it's 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 interesting where you know you you try and with every piece of star wars i think you try and mix up the the recipe a little bit right even when you're going from from the movies into the comic books or something like that you go okay well maybe we're gonna we're gonna lean into this a little bit more this a little bit more um to suit the the uh, video games are a great example fallen order has a great story i love the story of fallen order but it definitely skews more into the action elements of it because it's a video game that you're playing right um and sometimes that that works to its benefit, like in the example example of Fallen Order. Um, but other times with Star Wars Resistance, it's like you kind of you kind of throw off the the flavor 
when you mess with the, the, the recipe too much. And I think that's one of those places where they went, let's do a story without the Jedi, which, Hey, I get it. Cause when we were going into rebels, that's what I wanted it to be. That's what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then what ends up happening, they, they introduced Kanan Jarrus, the cowboy Jedi who ends up being one of my favorite characters in the entire saga. <laughs> yeah. So like, he's one of my top three characters. So I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how, um, how, how we might think, oh, you know, it'll be great, uh, to, to stretch our legs in this direction or that direction. And, um, and then they, like Mandalorian comes out and they're like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be about the, the underbelly of the Star Wars galaxy, all these mercenaries and bounty hunters and whatnot. And then they surprised us with, here's baby Yoda. It is actually this is mythic. It is about the force. It is about, um, uh, the, the, the things that are core and, 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 uh, integral to, to star Wars storytelling. It does have all of the pillars and that's one of the things that makes it great. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know. I think maybe they realized that with resistance and rather than course correct, they just went, okay, let's wrap that up and move on to the (laughs) next thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to me. Um, how that how that all kind of played out but mm-hmm. let's uh let's let's wrap up this episode okay uh, uh trench finally talks and anakin relays the final number to mace he successfully deactivates the bomb but trench makes a surprise strike on skywalker in return the jedi stabs the admiral through and takes a detonator before departing i love this so he grabs this and he's like this is like uh he's grabbing it for wrecker uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah i wasn't sure what was going on at first and then yeah i was uh, but oh man right to the chest so i don't think uh trench is gonna survive yeah i one. don't think we're gonna see trench again yeah um, this is probably it for him uh the bad batch fight their way through the ship's battle droids with wrecker and crosshair showcasing their own particular style uh, styles of combat or set of skills and make it back to their shuttle i've got a present for you wrecker anakin says handing him the detonator the hulking clone cries a single tear as he presses its button. As the Republic heroes soar away, the Separatist fleet explodes. And I just love this little montage here of Wrecker. He just he doesn't even need a weapon. He just takes on all the droids. You know, it's funny, Hunter uh, even makes a comment like, I honestly feel bad for these droids. You know, it's kind of a funny quip from Hunter. And then Crosshair uses these um, blaster, these little discs that are can ricochet the blaster and he showcases his skills about using that those discs to take out a bunch of i mean it's just cool to see individual clones kind of do their thing and it almost makes you wonder like why did they make more of uh you know these guys but obviously they're these um actually what were they were they um genetic modifications so they were made or they were just just happened to them i'm trying to it's really unclear. It, it's it was never. Why would you make more of them? You know. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, right? Um, and I, it's interesting because the the Republic commandos, their storyline is that they were they were bred specifically to be different, mm-hmm. um, and then and then trained differently, right? Like that's how, that's that's why the commandos. Um, are are sort of the elite squads that they are these elite four person pods, mm-hmm. um, and and it's because like they're they're designed to be um, specialized, and then they train in those specializations and and become a, a an effective, basically like special ops unit, right? Right. Um, and and I talked about it in the first episode. Uh, of the bad batch arc that these guys are basically just the the clone commandos redux right like this is just a different take on that same concept but one of the key things with the commandos was the idea everybody else was trained through the um like the conditioning and those like what we see in attack of the clones where all the the clone kids have the that thing on their head and they're all sitting in front of a computer doing schoolwork basically learning things um the the commandos were actually like raised by an individual and that's why that like the different the different squads had different um there's actually like in the in the books which aren't canon anymore um 
but uh in those it was like uh each each one was uh was a different uh mercenary mm-hmm. um and uh and and the one from the from the books was was trained by Cal Scarada who was a a Mandalorian that 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 trained them and that's why like there's so much Mandalorian culture stuff in those books um and why that the I think is that Delta Squad mm-hmm. that's Delta Squad um why they're kind of the way that they are right like mm-hmm. like the, the their specific um personality traits but um it's unclear like I, we just don't have enough information right now about the bad batch but, okay. but i, I wasn't sure if i missed something or if i no, i think that it was left intentionally vague it's okay. one of those things where it's like yeah there'll be future stories yeah yeah um well actually go ahead you want to finish it up uh yeah this is the last one right yeah uh yeah. back at the republic base the bad batch make echo an offer your path is different like ours hunter says uh if you ever feel like you don't fit in with them find us Rex tells Echo that if that's where he believes his place is, that's where he belongs. Echo ponders this for a moment and then walks toward the Bad Batch. Together they salute Rex and the captain returns the sign of respect. Um, I really like this ending. I, I like that, you know, the Bad Batch were all sort of, uh, whether they were engineered or whether they're mistakes or whatever, they've, they've become this this special forces team I, I, the clone force 99 and I, uh, and, and echo has become one of them through circumstance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, a, it was kind of foreshadowed at the beginning of the episode when we see his new, his new armor, right? It's yeah, so, it's so different from the other clones yeah. and then it's got yeah. the skull on it, yeah, that's um, true, yeah. but in yeah. red and not, not in, not the black armor with, with the white skull on it. Um, but it's got the red skull. And uh, and you kind of you kind of think like oh you know he maybe he would make a good addition to this team, and uh, Dave Filoni in the in the Clone Wars download talked about Echo in a way that I didn't really think, but um, it didn't really occur to me until he pointed it out. But Echo has become kind of half clone, half droid, which is an yeah, odd yeah, thing right. in a an army of clone troopers who are all identical, who are fighting droids. Right, like their enemies are droids, and 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 I mean, like going all the way back to to what season one with uh, the episode, um, um, the episode with the with the 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 one that was the traitor, uh, uh, but there was they went through the 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 one clone's uh, belongings in the mm-hmm. barracks, and he had all the the battle droid fingers. And everybody was like, "Oh, that's twisted. That's that's messed up." Um, and he was like, "I keep them as souvenirs, just just so I could take something from them." And it's like that's how they think, right? Like they they're 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 designed to fight these droids. And here's Echo, who he's got this scomplink arm, and uh, and and all of these mechanical pieces attached to him, and he's he's all. Um, modified and from the lower half like from the, the lower half of his body is all robot yeah uh, right. uh yeah he's half man half droid half clone half droid and yeah. <laughs> uh it's uh it, it, it puts him in a weird place but but it's cool that that the end of the story is him finding finding his home That's with the with the badge <laughs> yeah yeah and and I, I i love the ending too this was different from the animatic stuff for those that watched the animatic stuff so this is a different ending and i think a better ending um, and a really cool way to see Echo uh, kind of go out. And like you said, like these these four, the the Clone Force ninety nine, they had their own special skills. But you know, here's here's uh, Echo who kind of has his own somewhat. I guess he's got some skills too, obviously. And and he's almost kind of like another tech where he can kind of plug in and and use that kind of stuff. And he uses experiences with Rex as um, I guess to aid him in future stuff, but it was kind of cool to see him kind of go off and you get him giving the salute to Rex and kind of Rex giving his kind of seal of approval. Like, yeah, you do what you got to do. If, if that's what you want, you do it. So, uh, I don't know if we'll ever see, I, I obviously it seems like we're not going to see them again. Uh, but it was really cool for episodes to see these, this new, uh, batch as you will. And, and to see, and to hear, uh, D. Bradley Baker kind of, like I said in a previous episode, like, man, this dude is killing it with able to give this clone batch 
their own special kind of voice, even though they kind of sound the same. Just some yeah. great work there. So all around, just a like I said, fantastic you know arc and uh, a lot better than I, I. I guess I wasn't expecting much. I don't know, maybe because I saw the animatics and. But after seeing it, you know, all fleshed out and how beautiful it was and some of the stuff with Anakin, just seeing my Star Wars, you know, stuff come back again, you know, yeah. that it's, it's really cool. So uh, I think I think as good as 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 good a, a look at them, these stories as we got with the animatics, the finished product is always like it just kind of shows like the 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 real artistry of it kind of happens in that last five percent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the and the 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 small changes to the to the production pipeline, the things that they learned on Rebels and Resistance, I think it added a lot. I I I, I think you can't underestimate um, that level of of sort of like skill upgrade um, that you end up with. <clears throat> uh, and and it's all on the screen. It's all right there. It, these episodes look better than anything else the Clone Wars ever did. Um, mm-hmm. And the Clone Wars already looked great <laughs> from season <laughs> one. It looked great, um, uh, yeah. and obviously it gets better and better as it goes. But, uh, but, but yeah, it, it, this these four episodes were were phenomenal um, uh, in terms of just like sort of the scope and and the the design and 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 the aesthetic and and really like capturing that Star Wars feel. Um, and the next arc looks like it's going to be a good one. I'm excited about it. Um, I, I think it'll be a little bit more of a character driven story. Not that this one wasn't, but it'll be less yeah, mission based and a little bit more about, about some character dynamics and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, obviously saving the best for last, that siege of Mandalore arc is going to blow people's minds. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be hard to top. I, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I think that the siege of Mandalore will end up being the best arc in the clone wars. Um, and I think it might end up becoming one of my favorite star Wars stories. Um, just cause it's it, the, the way that they, that Dave talked about it again in the clone wars download. If you're not watching those, go subscribe to the star Wars YouTube channel and, and, and check those out. Um, he, he talked about it that like this first arc is kind of about Rex and the clones, uh, and then the second arc is going to be really focused on Ahsoka and what happens to her right after she leaves the Jedi Order. And then the final arc is about Rex and Ahsoka coming back together and the end of the hmm. war. Okay. Um, and and that's and and he said like this is what it's really all been about. Like like the Clone Wars really is a story about these two characters, Rex and Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think when you look at it through that lens, yeah, we, we went off on adventures with Kit Fisto and we went off on adventures with Mace Windu and Jar Jar Banks and, and, and all of these sort of little side things that we did, but it always kind of came back to these, this core, um, quartet of characters with Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka and Rex. And, uh, yeah. and that, that core group, obviously Anakin and Obi-Wan have their own story in the in in the trilogy and the prequel trilogy and then and then even throughout the the original trilogy but ahsoka and rex give us this view into the clone wars that is um completely necessary in order to really get the whole prequel storyline um ahsoka's story shows us just how bad the Jedi order had gotten before the fall Mm. of the Republic. And that ultimately the fall of the Republic is on them because they were kind of asleep at the, at the, at the wheel Um, uh, or at their post. It would be more accurate. Um, And then with the clones, it's this, it's this idea of, of individuality um and 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 war and the machine of war um you know we talked about a little a couple weeks ago star wars is not (laughs) pro-war um and the story of the clones and the story of rex in particular especially as it continues through star wars rebels i think is a really great example of that that these these men were literally built for the meat grinder of war and yet despite that 
they all um, find themselves. And, and I think the Jedi have a lot to do with that as well, but they find their individuality. Um, uh, they, they sort of assert that uh, clone is a clone is not a copy right it's the, they might be genetic duplicates of one another but they all have their own souls mm-hmm. they all have their own spirit right and yeah. i i what what kind of a monster do you have to be to treat the clones as if they were droids right mm-hmm. um and 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 the Jedi kind of fall into that trap at a certain point where they, the, the Obi-Wan says in, in Revenge of the Sith, uh, uh, when Anakin wants to go back and help uh, Oddball, he's like, Obi-Wan's like, they're doing their job so we can do ours, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, which is, a, I mean, Obi-Wan's pragmatic. I don't think that he's being evil in that moment, but I think they, that they've become so callous to war that the sacrifice of those men... Um, because they're clones is deemed acceptable, right? And that that's definitely there in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. It definitely punches harder now that we have the Clone Wars. And now that we specifically have Captain Rex, who is this character that we have grown to love over the course of this series as well as Star Wars Rebels, right? Um it's uh it's 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 really amazing how they took us from uh, yeah, the clones sure do look cool too. Uh, I really care about them, about <laughs> yeah. them, their individual yeah. personalities and and their hopes and dreams. Um, and uh, and and man, that that uh, Anakin never had a Padawan. That's dumb. Some some stupid little girl who calls him Sky Guy and and gives R two a nickname on top of his nickname. Yeah. She's so annoying too. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Yeah, she's I mean, like, I think that there's the argument to be made that she is the best character in the saga, um, whether she's your favorite or not. doesn't really matter. She like right. I, I think that that Ahsoka's story is is is, is pretty pivotal to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so well done. But yeah, you said about the clones like these episodes just further, you know, kind of sunk in to me like these mm-hmm. the individuality and just giving these guys personalities and and you know just like wow you start to really care for the characters and i can't you know it's like like i said before like i can't wait to see these guys if they ever do action figures man this would be a really cool lineup of uh of three and three quarter inch or six inch or whatever but uh yeah really good stuff so anyway um on to the emails huh yeah let's jump into our mailbag here so we've got a um we got a message on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash rebel cells podcast. Uh, and, uh, Steven Yip leaves a message, uh, a comment saying, uh, really liked Anakin. I asked everybody who their favorite character was from bad batch from the bad batch arc. And he said, really liked Anakin showing a bit of the dark side and how he took down trench. I could have heard James Earl Jones deliver that line. Uh, he wrote, I don't have that weakness, but we, we remember it was, I don't have such weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, a hundred percent. You, you are correct. Steven, uh, action packed episode. Only thing missing was seeing Mace Windu do something crazy. a la the clone wars animated shorts that came out a long time ago. After he said that line to the droids, I was waiting for him to go nuts. I will agree. Um, that, that, uh, that I feel that, that Mace could have showed off a little bit more of his skill, but, uh, Mm-hmm. They weren't the focus of the episode. That was just a plot right. point. Him um, and Anakin had that giant leap down, and but that uh, again, that's just nothing yeah. compared to what Mace we've seen Mace do before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then over on Instagram, uh, Matt Stout uh, comments: uh, "I want the Bad Batch to get their own spinoff series. I can't <laughs> choose between them. I love them all so much. I'm really glad that that some people are really vibing with the Bad Batch. I I'll I'll be honest. Personally, don't really care." Don't really care. I enjoyed these episodes. I don't have any special feelings for any of these characters. Um, I definitely liked seeing Echo come back. I really liked uh, uh, sort of experiencing a lot of this with Rex. Um, And I thought that Anakin had some great moments. But, uh, I mean, my favorite character from this this, uh, arc was admiral trench i'm so happy that, that he came back i loved his his design way back in season one uh cat and mouse is it season one or is it season two i cat and mouse was 
I want to see it was two, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think you might be right. See, I think it's season two. Um, yeah, yeah I, I love that design from from day one. You can go back and listen to that episode of Frontlines and hear me say how much I loved it. Um, and uh, to have him come back with that great, the the great uh, uh, droid uh, uh, cybernetic enhancements. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was was fantastic. Um, and, uh, and he lived up to his reputation, uh, as a, as a sure brilliant did. strategist. So, yeah, he sure did. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I probably like the bad batch more than you. Like I, I obviously I like, like Rex is, you know, he's tip of the tip of the top right there for me. Uh, I can't wait to see, like you were talking about him in Ahsoka later on. Whoa, this is going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, but man, these, these dudes really, just because uh, they obviously were, somewhat patterned and even Dave Filoni said this patterned after some characters in movies you know he talked about Predator and and some of the other things like that so I kind of latched onto him a little more I just like you know the crazy dumb smart or, uh, crazy wrecker strong wrecker and just the different just the different levels of skills that these guys had I thought it was kind of cool so I I probably latched onto him a little more than he did but definitely um had a great time with him I like he said some of their own series I don't know um Probably a comic book. I could see that. They've yeah. done something like that, you know, just to work that could be cool. them after this. But other than that, yeah, it's, uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, but that's it for this week. What do we got next week? That right? is it. Um, next week, we've got Gone with a Trace. After leaving the mm-hmm. Jedi Order, Ahsoka Tano finds herself in the underworld of Coruscant, where she befriends aspiring pilot Trace Martez. Enlisted by Trace's sister Rafa to help build dangerous droids, Ahsoka opts to keep her Jedi past a secret in Gone with a Trace, an all-new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars, this Friday, March 20th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to that, uh, getting into Ahsoka's a new arc. Um, yeah. And Ahsoka's back. Ahsoka lived. <laughs> Hashtag Ahsoka lived. Because Ahsoka this is lived. before we thought she was dead again. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. I guess I guess Ahsoka lives started with she left the Jedi Order and then we were like what happened to her during Order sixty six and we we were saying Ahsoka lives and then I remember Dave Filoni wore it was at a celebration I think it was celebration yeah mm-hmm. was it I don't remember what celebration it was but um, he wore the the t shirt I. Uh, First, he wore a T-shirt that said "Ahsoka lives" with a question mark, and then in another panel, he came out with a with a with one that said "Ahsoka lives!" exclamation point. Right, um, <laughs> clever guy. There. Yeah, and, we all uh, caught that. Everybody yeah, caught that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and now we all have our "Ahsoka lives" shirts. Hopefully, from uh, from her universe. Uh, I know I have mine. I I and uh, and I wear it proudly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah, I'm really excited to have Ahsoka back. I'm the, this, this arc looks like it's going to be a good one. I, I, I think I'm going to really enjoy this. Nice. Um, yeah. I yeah. just really like kind of the style and the, they, they released a trailer for it, um, uh, this morning and, uh, it got me hyped. Uh, that's, that's all I'll say is it got me hyped. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm ready. Um, ready. But, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelcellspodcast, on Twitter at rebelcells, and on Instagram at rebelcells. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. You can follow Matt at the crankster. That's a crankster with a K. Uh, and, of course, you guys know we're a part of the thunderquack podcast network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network and if you like what you hear you can support us in three ways first by leaving a review or a rating uh on the on the podcast in your uh, uh whatever podcast service you're listening to this on um second Go to uh, store.thunderquack.com and pick up some merchandise. And last but not least, you can go to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get some cool extras in the process. Thank you to everybody who supports us over on Patreon. And thank you to everybody who is listening. Uh, That's it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week for Gone with a Trace. (laughs) 